Hi, this is David Yaz of the Boston Podcast Network. We hope you are staying safe, sound, and sane as this year continues to drag on, and we do all that we have to do to get through this pandemic. Well, how about this? If you want to be on a Zoom call that isn't dreadfully boring, please join us for Zoomapalooza, an interactive adventure of fun, games, comedy, and who knows what else. Tickets are absolutely free, or hire us for your next office or corporate event. Just visit pod617.com slash Zoom. That's pod617.com slash Zoom. Now enjoy the following production of pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. If you dig this podcast, I encourage you to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. It's the podcast where we tell the stories of your city through the voices of your city. I have a voice today, and uh, we're going to learn a little something about vitamins which I know very little about. I learned to enjoy the, the purple flavor. I say purple flavor. Purple's a flavor, right? Of Flintstones vitamins. Th- those were the greatest. And ever since then, I've had a mild fascination with vitamins. But anyway, I'm lollygagging here before I introduce my guest. And let me do it right now. She is the founder and CEO of, I want to say, Earthseed Multivitamin. Is that the name of the company, Hava? Or... You nailed it. Earthseed. It's called Earthseed. Just called Earthseed. Okay. Earthseed multivitamin. Hava Horowitz, and she's here on the show with me now. That's right. Thanks for having me, David. My pleasure. This is an interesting topic. It's not every day I get to speak to a a vitamin cook, as it were, or or, or vitamin (laughs) creator. You don't look like a mad scientist to me. Before we get started, how has your pandemic been? You hanging in there, or what's what? I'm hanging in there. I've had tons of transitions. I've moved from Boulder back to Boston, uh, left relationships, sort of Ooh. left a job to commit to full time to Earthseed. So it's been a lot of transitions this pandemic. How have you been hanging in there? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's, it is the worst year in history for many reasons, but, but, <laughs> but I have my health or most of it anyway. Maybe I'll get a, I'll be a little healthier right. by the end of this episode when you give me a little counsel. So, um, right. The you moved from Boulder. So how long were you out there in Boulder? Right. I was there for about three years. Mm-hmm. Here's a trivia question for you: What legendary sitcom took place in Boulder, Colorado? I think. What oh my are, gosh! It was starring. I have no. I I know the only sort of media related thing I know about Boulder is the John Benet Ramsey. I don't know anything else. If I'm not mistaken, Mork and Mindy took place in Boulder, Colorado. Um, now, it's before your time, I know, but you, I, I assume you've heard of that? Robin Williams, Pam Dauber? No? Nothing? Yeah, I did. I did. I knew that there's like a tour of the Mork and Mindy house. All right. But see. to be honest, I couldn't have told you if it was a sitcom, a drama. I wouldn't have known. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes, Mork and Mindy is set in Boulder, Colorado in the then present day, 1970s and early 80s. Which is weird because the character of Mark came from Happy Days, which took place in the 50s, but he was an alien. All right, that is way too much Mork and Mindy talk for um, 
for one, for, for one. But maybe later I'll, I'll play like the opening and you can see if you recognize any Boulder landmarks. So how did you get into vitamins? I would love you to expose me. Okay. Well, uh, the truth is I never really thought I would be in this industry. Um, the reason why I got into the supplement industry is because I wanted the product that I created, um, which was a multivitamin specifically designed for vegans. Okay, I'm a right. vegan. I've been vegan since I moved to Boulder about three years ago. Um, and vegans have certain nutrients that they're very likely to be deficient in. Um, omega-3s, B12, D3, iron, iodine, zinc are some of them. And I couldn't find a multivitamin that had just the things I needed as a vegan and nothing else. Mm. Um, and really, it happened overnight. I was like, okay. You know, I had been wanting to start a business for a long time. Um, and, you know, I really love this quote that says, start a business where the hassle is. And this became a real hassle for me was taking six different supplements a day. Literally, I would carry them around in my backpack when I'd go to work and these bottles would jangle around in my backpack. Yeah. And I really, I realized I just wanted one thing that had everything I needed mm-hmm. and not to mention, um, that would not have an impact on the environment. So that's where sort of the journey of us being the first fully compostable, zero waste, uh, multivitamin also entered into the picture. Mm. A normal multivitamin wouldn't have been good enough for you. Like the, the normal ones that come right off the shelf, a one a day, yeah. one a day or whatever. Those were not good. Why? Because they're somehow not vegan. Is that right? Or uh, Yeah. Interestingly, a lot of uh, some vegans don't even know this, but many supplements are not vegan. So, for instance, um, D3 um, comes from sheep's wool. Yeah. Commonly is, um, come from fish oil. Um, so we've sourced the omega threes from algae and the um, D3 from lichen, as well as other ingredients. Um you know, we've made sure that all of our ingredients are ethically sourced. Our omega-3s are farmed in an isolated environment um, so that it's algae grown indoors, not having any impact from marine life. And so we really wanted to build a product for the ethical and environmentally conscious consumer. Um, We see that actually veganism is on the rise. It is emerging in the sector of people who care about the environment Mm-hmm. more than any other. So if you look at vegans, the number one reason people go vegan is for ethics. So animal rights, animal ethics. Mm-hmm. The second reason now actually emergent is because of the environment. So um, I actually just was prepared, pre- sort of prepping for this. I was just looking up some stats. 90% of water use in the U.S. is used by agriculture animal agriculture. That's pretty wild, especially, you know, I just came from Colorado. There's wildfires everywhere. And so one simple thing, and maybe it's not simple, it takes some time and it's a process, but one thing people can do on an individual level is think about what they eat more consciously um, and think about the impact that these dietary choices have on the planet, have on the environment, have on animals, and also have on your own health. And so it's sort of this perfect trifecta of of reasons, the last one being for your own health. Why are you a vegan or have you already recited that because of those dual ethical concerns? But tell us why. For me, my vegan journey started with, it's been really on and off since I was 14, but really solidified about three years ago. Um, When I was, you know, in high school, a, a bunch of my friends went through a vegan phase after watching this documentary Earthlings, which is, I still haven't been able to bring myself to watch it. It's animal, animal ag, torture, gore, porn. Oh, no. 
disgusting movie. You know, when you're a kid, there comes a moment in your life when you realize when you're eating chicken and you're also eating a chicken. You're right. <laughs> like right. when you're when you're four or five years old, you see chickens running around, you know, at, at a petting zoo or something. And then you ho have chicken for lunch and you think they're two different things. But but like, should you th that's the ethical question that I guess you had to face along with others that have made that vegan choice is should I think about how this got here? on my plate. And if I'm not, if I can't, if I couldn't like watch that or consume that or understand that, or if it doesn't sit well with me, then why am I eating it? Totally. I yeah. think that we're so removed. Our food systems are so abstracted from our daily lives. Right. You know, you look at a, you look at a watermelon and you're like, where the heck did this come from? Yeah. You know, you it's, I would really say that even myself, you know, I know where the process of how 25% of my vegetables are grown, never mind meat. Um, and so the system is set up for us to be so removed from that process of death. Um, yeah. And, you know, I do think that's of a uh, big factor. I do wistfully think of the days when the watermelon ran free, you know, before the senseless, <laughs> the senseless slaughter of the water. <laughs> Sorry. Watermelons are funny. I don't know why. The, why is the watermelon the funniest thing to drop off a building? It just is. But 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 you. But so as a vegan, you really now now I'm I'm playfully teasing you, I, and I hope you take it in the spirit in which is intended. I, I I think everybody should make their own choice. My brother Matt is is vegan, or I think he's conveniently vegan, and he's just a huge animal lover. Like he would never let us kill a spider in the house or any bug. He would you know scoop it. So like every morning you'd walk out and there'd be like three or four little Dixie cups like on the ground outside because those were the, the capsules to release the, these these beings. Um, and so but does it does it is it a chore to be a vegan? Because it seems like you're constantly wondering where things come from and constantly checking labels and things like that, which is, I guess, is what led you to your business. So I guess it could be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think um, being vegan, there can be a lot of hassle, a lot of sort of inconvenience. I think it comes up for people a lot around social, their mm. social life as well, sort of feeling like, oh man, the whole, you know, the whole activity has to revolve around me and my needs and where I can eat and what I can eat. And that can be, that can be a bummer. Yeah. yeah anytime you get invited to a barbecue, you must be like, hmm. <laughs> well, although I suppose there are things, right? There are the soy burgers and the yeah, BYOB at this point. Okay, bring your right. Own, bring right. your own burger. You know, right. there's a lot. That's, so that's the thing. Nowadays, there's just so many really tasty and also like junk foodie options for vegans. You right. know, it, you don't have to be healthy to be a vegan anymore, which is <laughs> uh, where my business came about and where the need comes from is, yeah, if you're being a super, super diligent vegan, you can get every single nutrient you need. But mm -hmm. most people just want to throw this beyond burger on the on the stove and you know that doesn't have the full nutrient profile or cook some cashew vegan cheese and you know you you it's very hard to get everything you need unless you're being super methodical which i'm a lazy i'm a lazy busy person you know right. <laughs> i yeah. don't have time for that i want to continue talking about your business again it's hava horowitz and the business is earth seed and you can find everything you would like to know about this at earthseedmultivitamin.com. And so I'm, I'm kind of perusing your website a little bit. And is, is it purely you're selling this or is it also advice or what is it? 
So this is our flagship product. Um, this is the first in a line of products that uses um, ethical vegan ingredients um, for supplements packaged in a compostable uh, bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is our flagship product. We decided to really focus on our core audience here. And then we also have filmed a number of video courses around living a healthy vegan life, as well as the mm-hmm. psychology of veganism. So why does somebody, why do people eat chickens, but not dogs, you know, and, and thinking about that. And we worked with a, a vegan uh, psychologist on that topic and also how to navigate the social challenges of being a vegan. So we're a nutrition company that also is really here to support vegans in a holistic way. I think chickens need an image consultant, clearly, because we just don't think of them as cute and adorable as dogs. I mean, they're not, and they also don't have the personality. You think that's why? Yeah, that's a, that has a lot to do with it, I think. And um, it, who knows where these things come from, right? Like, my girlfriend will not eat anything with, like, a face. Like, she will eat, um, you know, uh, scallops, but she won't eat lobster because she thinks about that face. And so it, it is, and I think she would admit that it's, it doesn't necessarily make sense. It is a visceral feeling we get. And so if the, the, the visceral feeling we get wanting to snuggle with the dog is not the same as we go, hey, there's a chicken going by and he looks cute and everything, but, you know, I'm, right, I'm getting hungry. Right. It's almost dinner time. I don't know. Do you, what do you think? I think that's totally a piece of it. And, you know, the, the reality is cows are being bred on earth, not as pets. They're being right, to be bred eaten. to basically be slaughtered and be eaten. We would have a lot less cows and a lot less methane gas being released and uh, carbon emissions if we weren't eating cows. Um, they're not, you know, naturally, it, they're, they're not part of our environment and ecosystem naturally in the uh, massive amounts that they exist today. Um, so I think there's definitely, you know, the, the conditioning of being in relationship with dogs. And, but you see people, you know, my business partner just ran into somebody on vacation who was, had their pigs with them. They have pet pigs and they were taking them to the Grand Teton National Park. And, you know, (laughs) these animals definitely have the capacity to form bonds with human beings. So should everyone be a vegan? Is that, is that the way you look at it? Or do you look at it like I'm going to do my thing and educate others and you can decide? I am definitely not a radical person in terms of, um, of course, I'd love everyone to be vegan, but I understand that's not practical. That's not realistic. People's social conditioning, religious choices. There's a variety of things that uh, may prevent somebody from being a vegan. But I think that, you know, I really do want to be an advocate for people to think consciously about their food choices and um, trend towards choices that can be delicious, can be nutritious, and also can really make a positive impact on our environment. And it's really interesting. I, and I do want to bring this up about what's happening with Black Lives Matter. And, um, you know, I'm a part of a bunch of vegan Facebook groups. And a really interesting conversation has been about how does veganism intersect with Black Lives Matter. And veganism is really a philosophy, which says that that which aspires to end oppression of all animals, human and non-human animals. Mm. Um, But when the Black Lives Matter movement was sort of resurging um, in March or George Floyd killings, there was this whole all lives matter thing that was happening on these Facebook groups. And it was really surprising to me because obviously, you know, it was so opportunistic uh, and capitalizing on, you know, 
the black. It, this is the time for us to be in support of black lives. This is mm. the, the animal lives will come, you know. Right. And I think, you know, this black, the Black Lives Matter movement is really a step into recognizing the oppression of all beings on our planet. Um, and I love the definition of veganism as being inclusive for the ending of oppression of all lives, human and non-human. Mm. And so something interesting to think about. Well, it's the, I think that's interesting you brought up because the first thing I thought of was we were talking about that visceral thing about how people, most people don't want to eat dogs and most people maybe don't want to eat dogs because of the kind of natural bond or the way we just viscerally see them. But what, what you're saying is at least give a thought, don't let me put words in your mouth, but, but what, what you're saying is at least be thoughtful about the fact that some of those visceral urges might not be the right urges, right? I mean, just because we love dogs and because, right. and we look at a lobster and we're like, I, you know, uh, all, the lobster seems like a nice guy and everything, but if you drop him in that boiling water and then, you know, whip me up some, some melted butter, you know, it's dinner time. It's cool. Maybe you should say to yourself, that's a living being too. Now in like manner. And, yeah. and, and this is, this will be maybe a forced comparison, but some people, in fact, will readily admit that, for example, if they see a gay couple holding hands, it makes them feel uncomfortable. If they see um, a bunch of black dudes in hoodies outside the 7-Eleven as compared to a bunch of, you know, prep school kids who are white, they're going to have a different visceral reaction and fight them. I mean, to, to a degree, yes. fight them, right? I don't know. Am I on to something I there? Think that, I, I think I love that comparison because it's it's dogs we have this closeness with them we feel so connected with them you know fish we feel such difference from them and we can definitely yeah. apply that to our human society of you know who do we feel different to and so less compassionate towards mm -hmm. um and so i think veganism is really interesting is it it tries to bridge that gap in a pretty extreme and radical way of trying to feel compassion for all beings even the most different from us yeah, and it, I don't think it's too twisted a comparison because it's 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 you know not all of our like I say not all of our urges are right, and you know you may go deep sea fishing and catch a bunch of cod or striper I don't know I'm not a fish person but and and be excited to you know eat that for dinner but then a clown kit clownfish swims by and you're like well we're not going to kill Nemo right I mean <laughs> I mean I love Nemo right right right, <laughs> right. exactly yeah. exactly yeah yeah which does sort of our feet who we feel um who we feel a bond with is beautiful but it's also dangerous mm -hmm. you know because it creates bias it creates systemic inequalities it creates oppression um so i think it's a it's a great it's a great observation what you're bringing up thank you um i agree to i agree i agree with <laughs> i agree with me that um i made a nice <laughs> I agree with you too david thank you okay that makes <laughs> good job <laughs> makes two of us. so I'm looking to sort of get down to brass tacks here. If you're wondering, well, this sounds interesting, but, you know, should I start this? How do I start this? Is it the kind of thing you can try? I mean, I know it's on your website. You've got a deal you can get started for 35 bucks a month. Now, what yep. is that? Not, not to cut to the chase here or anything, Hava, but like, what does that get you? So that gets you, we are subscription-only product. We are a product that's meant to be taken daily, every day to support optimal uh, vegan health. Um, and that gets you our product, our um, flagship multivitamin, the complete multivitamin for vegans delivered to your doorstep in a fully compostable packaging. Um, so that means everything on our product is compostable, 
our mailers, our supplement facts label, our bottle. We're the only um, we're the only zero waste supplement available on the market today. Um, mm. We were just nominated as finalists as the best new supplement of 2020 um, and the best environmentally responsible packaging of 2020 by the Nexty Awards, which is this really big um, industry supplement and natural products industry um, awards. Mm. Uh, and so for your listeners, we would love to offer a 25% off discount um, with the code. We love you. Wow. You hear that listeners? For your first month. This is why you listen to the Boston podcast. Okay. Uh, coupon code was, we love you all one word. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. You just enter that at checkout. I'm doing it. Um, you can cancel anytime. Mm-hmm. We have a 30 day money back guarantee. If you don't like the product for any reason, we would love to give you your money back Okay. <laughs> if you don't like it, but I'm sure you will. Um, and will, will you notice positive feedback? And again, you, the, what your product you say will do a few things. First of all, you can feel good about what you're consuming. We've talked about that, but also it can help in terms of immunity. It can help. Can it help in terms of just kind of day-to-day energy and things like that? Absolutely. So, um, one of the most common nootropics, I don't know if you've heard of that word, but it's sort of brain boosting, energy boosting supplements, um, is omega three. Um, and Mm -hmm. our, product has a macro dose of omega-3 it's like giving your brain a bath uh, Mm. in some really healthy oils and fats that can really boost your energy day to day i've personally noticed a difference um we have the three top nutrients that doctors are recommending um, to support a healthy immune system especially during these times that's uh, vitamin d3 that's zinc um Mm. and that's iodine so really we are sort of a multi-layered uh we offer a multi multi-layer of benefits energy um immunity and also we support the the growth of collagen um with our vitamin c uh vegans obviously aren't eating any animal collagen um and so to give vegans and and plant primary people an extra boost in collagen production and beauty and health of hair skin and nails we um, offer a really healthy dose of vitamin C in there as well. Now I have to ask the painful question. What if you're not a vegan? Can you still, can you still take this product and reap its benefits? 100%. You can. Okay. Yes. Most people, the truth is most people are deficient in most people, not just vegans are deficient in many of the nutrients in our product. Um, I bet I am, you know, our, I, I bet, I, I mean, you don't want to say you bet I like am, but it's okay. You can say it. <laughs> something like 80% of people are deficient in, in vitamin D3. Um, you know, 92% of vegans are nutrient deficient. Um, I've seen different multivitamins that are not targeted for vegans saying that people in general are around the 90% range of nutrient deficiency. And, you know, our product is targeted for vegans. It's been designed for vegans, but it's also the most ethically sourced and sustainable packaging available on the market for a multivitamin. So if those things interest you and, you know, our products and you've looked at our ingredients and you feel like they would benefit you based off of, you know, talking to your doctor, then we would love you to be part of our Earthseed family as well. Well, you heard it from the horse's mouth here, people. And by that, I mean, this is made 
no horses were harmed in the making of this multivitamin. <laughs> um, no, I just realized that might be uh, an, an awkward um, phrase. Anyway, uh, earthseedmultivitamin.com. Thank you for that discount. So listeners, go there. Check it out. I'm going to do it. I swear. Hava, call me on it if I don't. And use wow. and use promo code we love you and you'll get what did you say? Twenty percent off? Twenty five percent off. Twenty five percent off month. Yeah. Excellent for the first month. Excellent. In a moment, we are going to uh, play a quick round. We're up against the clock a little bit here, but we'll play a quick round of good stuff or we're both Hava and I will recommend something good that might brighten your days as this pandemic continues, I guess. I, I, I mean it's never gonna end, is it? We're all, it feels like it won't. It, it feels like it. But you can feel a little bit better if you go to earthseedmultivitamin.com, and that'll give you a little pick-me-up. Before we do, two, two quick points of business before we play good stuff. One, Javi, you'll be delighted to know I have found the opening of Mork and Mindy. I'm going <laughs> to yes. watch, and let's just see what happens here. Nanu, nanu. Well, that's Mork. So this is... His his origin story of they're showing Robin Williams in the opening of the show. He's getting into his egg. He hits his head on the egg, of course, and he goes to Earth, where, of course, he lands in the happiest of all places, Boulder, Colorado, for some reason. He's out of his egg. Now we see the very fetching Pam Dauber, who was, um, for some reason... And there it is. You see that? Wow. Wait. There was a sign that said, Entering Boulder... Of course, now they're on probably some soundstage that in L.A., but I think there are more shots of Boulder. They're walking around what looks to be Boulder. That's, the, uh, that's Boulder Canyon. Boulder Canyon. Okay. Now Mork is still doing some shenanigans, but I think there's a couple. Now, who knows if this is Boulder? They're pulling up at their home. Mork is upside down in the car because that's Mork being Mork, and he's doing other Mork things. But I think there's a shot at the end of maybe even... Okay, so that that might be... They're in a football stadium, and that might be... Uh, uh, let's see. Is the University of, of Colorado in Boulder? I think it is, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. and, you know, um, speaking of pandemics, that's going to be a very interesting situation very shortly. I just was in, in Boulder, and, um, you know, there's like 50 students gathered around at huge frat parties, not wearing masks. I'm like, oh, like, this isn't going to last very long. Yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, you went to school in New York, if my research um, yeah. plays out. Well, that's, yeah. So in, um, yeah, in Boulder and other places, I don't get that. I, time does not permit us to get into how frustrated I am because my son is supposed to be a freshman right now at the UMass Honors College in Amherst. And, you know, no live classes, no dorms, no nothing, everything he's doing from home. And he's bummed, and I feel for him. And I don't know if it's right or not, but I, I think it's not right that the, the campuses that just open 100% and frat parties and everything else. Sheesh. Yeah. You can't really stop those kids, you know. So if you're going to open, they're right. going to be gathering. So. Right, and then the, you got these campuses saying, oh, you know, come live on campus, but most, most if not all, the classes are going to be virtual. Well, so what? The parties aren't going to be virtual. Yeah, and the party's not stopping. I'm pretty sure that's where they're going to catch a lot of the, 
the germs and whatnot. So um, we're going to play good stuff as promised. Before we do that briefly, I'll tell you about what we do here at the Boston Podcast Network, pod617.com. If you'd like your own podcast, kids, now's a perfect time to do it. You've probably got a little extra time, a little flexibility in your schedule. We'll send you out a quality USB mic to get started on the house as part of the deal we make with you. And we'll produce your podcast. It'll be your show from start to finish, intro music, outro music, all the bells and whistles featured on pod617.com. And we'll get you on all the major podcast platforms. Go to pod six. To get started, pod 617, in pod, we trust. By the way, since I'm marketing myself, um, Hava, I thought this is just a gentle suggestion. I wonder, so I mean, part of your marketing for your company is multivitamin for vegans, which is what it is, which is why you created it. However, how about made for vegans, great for everyone? You see where I'm going there? Okay. Uh, yeah, totally. And you know, we're thinking of our next products will definitely be uh, more broadly ta- more broadly targeted. Um, but I think there's definitely something there that we could potentially uh, unlock and explore. I just want your delicious, nutritious vitamin to get out to as many people as possible. Thank you. So it's about, yeah. that one's for free. All right, what the heck? Let's play good stuff. Oh, that's the good stuff. Whoa, two Robin Williams references in one podcast. That was Robin Williams' voice from Goodwill Hunting at the beginning when he says that's the good stuff. But if you're obsessed with Boston movies like I am, you already knew that, listeners, right? Anyway, have us. So have you got something that maybe you can recommend to our viewers, whether it's something you've seen, read, or really anything going on now that might brighten our listeners' day? Yeah, I'm reading this book that I really love. Um, it's called emergent strategy, which sounds a lot more dense than it is, Mm -hmm. I promise. Um, But it's this really beautiful, hopeful book about how we can envision a future um, and learn from the environment, learn from patterns of nature, learn from animals about the society that we want to live in. Mm -hmm. Um, Because right now we're sort of at this, we're, we're at this sort of standstill and we can either return to how things were or we can shape a world into something new, into something better. Um, so Emergent Strategy by Adrian Brown. Um, I haven't finished it, but it's it's really a it's just a joy to read, too. Emergent Strategy. It, I can't say strategy. Emergent Strategy, Shaping Change, Changing Worlds. And I guess that's what it's called. Yeah. Shaping Change, Changing Worlds. And available uh, on Amazon.com. Hey, you can get the paperback for just like 14 bucks or 9 bucks yep. on Kindle if that's what you like. Yeah, by Adrian uh, Brown. Great. I have a son named Adrian, but spelled the boy's way. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so cool. That's a great one. So as I will do, I, I always reflect and reveal that I am of less cultured and nuanced than my guests because my guests always provide, you know, like uh, a lecture series or a book or something nice. And I always say, here's what you should be watching on Netflix. Now, I might have to give some kind of a warning because I haven't watched the trailer of the show. So so, so here's your here's your warning. There might be some foul language in the trailer for the show I'm about to tease you on. It's called Hoops. It's the, I just noticed it on my Netflix feed. I figured I'd check it out. And like a lot of these, if you're a fan of the, the show big mouth which was about teenagers and the sort of frustration of hitting puberty and all that very funny show with nick kroll this one's called hoops it's with fewer people i've i've uh, heard of you're of a younger generation than i have so you won't you'll you won't be put off by any of the silliness i hope 
So anyways, let's quickly take a look and listen for our viewers to the trailer for Hoops, which is on Netflix. Here it is. Gentlemen, you know what they call us? They call us soft. They call us losers. They call us bitch boys. Who calls us bitch boys? I've said it. Me and all of your parents. Ben. 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 You've only lasted this long because your father is Barry Hopkins. I may call you a disappointment, but it's your choice to feel that way. You're still my wife and you're dating my best friend. You can't be texting my girlfriend you up every night. I knew she was up. You can't be an asshole and a losing coach. That's much. <laughs> ah, you inbred pile of donkey shit, you four-eyed fuck. All right, well, maybe we'll take it down there. So so you get it. It's, I mean, heck, if you're used to The Simpsons and The Family Guy, you're probably used to a little bit of that uh, risque stuff. This takes place in a high school in Kentucky for some reason. The coach is this horribly foul-mouthed guy. But I got to say, there are a lot of laughs in the show. Um it's one of these where the basketball team is horrible. He's got one player that's really good. There are some good comedians in this, including, um, oh, geez, the guy that whose name I'm forgetting, and I'll come up with it later. But, um, but so Hoops on Netflix, worth a quick laugh. I give it the, the thumbs up. So are, are, you a Netflix per, are you a Netflix person, Hava? Oh, yeah. I just stayed up all night last night watching Glow Up, which is an amazing series if you – whether or not you like makeup, it's just about oh. it's about art, the art of makeup, and it's a competition series. It's great. I literally stayed up all night watching it. So yes, I'm a Netflix. Person. So do- <laughs> that's a documentary series about the the world of makeup, or it's a competition show. So oh, it's sort okay. of like One of America's okay. Next Top Model, right. but for like the like Britain's best makeup artist. You know, it's, it's right, 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 right. Um, really yeah, that's cool. Um, the British baking show is one that I briefly got addicted to. And any of those shows, it's, it's great theater because you want to see what happens at the end. You want to see who wins or in the case of the cooking shows, you want to see what the cake turns out look, looking like, whether it's terrible or not. That actor's name. You can't stop. And you can't stop. Okay. That one can't stop. You need (laughs) to get to the end. And that one's called glow up. You said, yeah. Okay. Well, I might check that out next. Lord knows what I need in my life is more TV. So, um, and, and more makeup and more, and you more don't makeup. Need any makeup. Actually, I do need, need makeup. That's a, that's a story for another day, but I had an idea. I swear like 20 years ago that they should be making uh, makeup specifically marketed to men because it's, you know, for most men anyway, it's kind of a stigma. I won't be a real man if I don't put makeup on. And back in the day I worked for Massachusetts lawyers weekly. I used to be on TV every now and again as a legal commentator. And the guy, my PR guy would say, you got to wear makeup. And he gave me some. And can I tell you? It works. It works. So you guys were onto something that we weren't. And then I saw someone is actually pushing this. There's a product out there called War Paint, which was very shrewd. You call it War Paint. And then the men know oh, that it's okay. Oh, that's brilliant. Right? That's brilliant. Right. And so I don't know if it's any good or not, but a little bit of makeup goes a long way, especially if you're being photographed. Totally. You know, we, li- we live in a Zoom world now. People look good. Get some decent lighting and maybe throw I've on a little actually- powder. I've seen a lot of this make, not a lot. I have a friend who wears, this is great for Zoom calls, actually, is he lines his beard with this makeup. I don't know the name of it, but Mm -hmm. war paint, I mean, that is just so on point with the marketing. 
Yeah, the uh, oh, by the way, the just to close the loop because my world is just um, one big parenthesis. But um, the actor's name, <laughs> was, the, the actor's name I was looking for was Rob Riggle, who you might know from. He's made appearances on The Office and a bunch of. Uh, he's he's on CBS Sports, I think. Anyway, for the one listener that cared, there you go. There's that information. More importantly, (laughs) learn more about Hava's product and Hava's uh, multivitamin that you need to have. We remind you, use the the coupon code WELOVEYOU and go to earthseedmultivitamin.com. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at hello at earthseedmultivitamin.com and follow us on Instagram or Facebook at earthseedmultivitamin. Um, we post a lot of really interesting content for people who are vegan or just trying to learn a little bit more about eating ethically and reducing your impact on the environment. Eat ethically, eat better, and maybe think about what you're eating, people. You've given me a lot to think about, Hava, and I'm getting that multivitamin with the 20% Aww. off for the first month. 25% off for the first month. Uh, thank you. You're a, you're a great sport. Thank you for indulging all the silliness here on the Boston Podcast. And uh, if you like this podcast, again, subscribe to us on Apple Podcast. On behalf of Hava, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if, you, <laughs> but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. Get a little healthier. What the heck? <laughs>